0: Welcome, 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 uh, and welcome. Yes, it is the crossover that Sean asked for. And I think everyone else is gonna enjoy it as well. My name is Monty Dean. We are on Studio A and Hawks Nest Studio C at the same time. And I think gentlemen, if we do well, we can take over to Studio B and we shall fulfill the prophecy. Um, helping hey. out Sean, hey. <laughs> and uh, uh, oh, well, if you've enjoyed the last hour of Strange Universe, uh, please go to freedomslips.com and or revolution.radio, click on the Patreon button and donate what you can. We don't accept children. We're not the new old order. They're yours. Deal with it. <coughs> and then go into uh, the uh, merchandising tab and uh, buy t-shirts and caps and everything else like that. To wear...
1: Our dream to chrome market. What's wrong with you?
0: Oh, oh, damn it. Uh, I knew it it's my first mistake, write that down.
1: I'll make big box off that
0: stuff. <laughs> see, I love children, but I can't eat a whole one. Anyway, um, then pop into the chat room um, and see they're, they're talking about the last show. And, oh, geez, it's fun. But I won't mention it on this show. This is Planet Collingwood as well as Strange Universe as well as, uh, well, it's strange planet Collingwood universe. Uh, my name is Monty Dean. As I said, I have my little planet Collingwood, but it resides in a strange universe and the man, the myth, the legend, Sean David Morton has joined us. Sean, how are ye?
1: I'm okay. I'm just surviving. I, but thank you so much for, uh, for helping me out tonight i'm
0: just having no that's all right and um i'll introduce our other guests so you actually have some idea who they are uh we have uh, bruce mcdonald a ex-canadian living in costa rica
2: how are you bruce hello i'm fine hello. thank you excellent that boom mic just rocks. Uh, some on, ongoing uh, arguing with my wife but other than that i'm good monty
0: <laughs> well you
2: know <laughs> human eh <laughs> as never, well never as
1: ever heard of costa rica
2: do not marry a Latino, folks. Oh. They're stronger than us. Yeah. My <laughs> yeah grandma used
1: to say, never, never marry a woman who can kick your ass.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. My my wife is mountain raised, and she's native, and you know she she's super tough, man. Her nickname in the family is Abaga- Anna Gabo, who was uh, before the big boxer. Now in Costa Rica was the world champion in her weight class. She's dummied quite a few people. My wife. <laughs> Yeah, well
0: you know, I don't think we'll talk about the Dep herd trial then.
2: <laughs> oh <don't> <laughs> perfect segue.
0: Oh yes, but before that we must uh, welcome our Mauritian Maur- Rez where are you Rez? Rez, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Uh,
3: good. It's 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 Mauritius and Mauritian, yeah, you, you spell it well.
2: Okay. bye <laughs> buy a buy wow. a boom mic, you cheap bastard. <laughs>
3: what a, what's a boom mic?
2: Uh, it's, a, well, it's a a microphone on a stick.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't have that.
0: Yeah, That's and right. Sean uh, Sean, you'll love this gag. You know, you've got boom operator, and then Saturday released um, uh, what what I can't remember uh, smooth operator, and oh hours of fun on crews and sets and like boom operator,
2: shut up. <laughs> Is that everybody, Monty? Is it just me and Raz? Yeah, just
0: Raz, yourself, and Sean, and Hawksnest, and yeah, Studio Kurt, and A. Ah.
2: Okay, can I uh, can I talk to Sean for a bit? No. Can I have your Can I have your permission to do that, Monty? Yes. I'll PayPal you a dollar.
0: Yeah, a shiny dollar, not not these dull dollars. <laughs> I want a shiny dollar. A
2: shiny but I'm Canadian actually, yeah, loony.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. Sean. Uh. On Monday last week. Uh, When I filled in for the first time, actually uh, Memorial Day, I actually had Bruce come on and uh, we bantered and uh, it went well. And uh, Bruce was the gentleman I was telling you about who wrote a book about Stardust Ranch.
2: Oh, uh, you talk about Stargate Ranch? No, Stardust. Buckeye, Arizona, John Edmonds, the man who decapitated a gray with a samurai sword.
1: Oh, yeah. okay, right. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, he passed February twenty eighth. By the
1: way. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, he was a he was a good guy. He was a funny guy. But it was uh. I sure was... Did they bury the alien head with him?
2: Uh, nobody can find that alien head. But um, well, I think he FedEx, was cremated too. Oh, yeah, okay. I think he was. I think he was cremated. But listen, I I got to uh, I got to talk to you about a couple things, Sean. And Please. and I don't want to um. I don't want to pick any scabs or anything. I know you've been through a lot, but we we have a remarkable amount of things in common and we've never really met. First of all, in 2001, um, I went through a huge court case in Canada. Now, I wasn't the defendant. The defendant was a Calabrese gentleman named Adelchi De Palma, but he had the exact same charge as you except substitute the United States government for the Canadian government, conspiracy to defraud the Canadian government. I wanted to reach out to you when you were going through that nonsense, but you seem mm-hmm. surrounded with some capable people, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't which I know if Canadian...
1: Which I was not, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, I didn't know if there was enough similarity between Canadian and American law, but my... my, my fr- my friend, uh, he's he's uh, about 75 now, but he ended up getting the highest penalty ever given to an individual taxpayer in Canadian history. He has now studied at law schools. Now, what he did was he put together an investment schedule um, for five years for a mining operation in Guyana. And it was legitimate. I went over to Guyana and I went in the jungle. I chartered a single engine plane, did a video. I was the principal defense witness. I was on the stand for three days. How did I get in this? Uh, The woman I was married to at the time had invested with the guy. So he had about 110 investors, maybe mainly Italians and Portuguese in the West End of Toronto. Very simple people. And the Canada Revenue Agency went after them with a sledgehammer. And really, I'm grateful for the experience. Um, it broke up that marriage and everything, the stress of it. But um, I'm grateful for the experience because wo- that's what really woke me up you know, was actually going through a trial. And, I, you know, I have a jur- I have a journalism degree from from Ryerson University in Canada, which many say is better than Columbia. Yes. I'm I'm not I'm not a fool. And I mean, I was so disgusted when this trial finished and, and the lies and the bullshit that Canada Revenue pulled. So what he did was he got people to commit to a five year investment plan. OK, and then but he wrote off all the expenses in the first two years. And they came in and they said, well, this was all intentional, you're not really mining and they just completely lied. In the 110 investors if so, it broke up half the marriages, it was so stressful, it went on for six years. And then when your charges came up, and I read them, conspiracy to defraud the United States government, I had almost kind of like a contact trauma, just re-experiencing it. But I wanted to say that I've been following you for quite a while, and I, I read the first and the second Sense of time. I haven't finished the series, and I enjoyed them quite a bit, by the way. And I've been listening to you on the radio, and you've done a lot for people, man. And I wanted to say they did you really dirty, not only in the courtroom, but what they did to you after you got into the penal system. And I'm telling you, brother, when you pass from this world, your afterlife review is going to be like a Viking king going to Valhalla. <laughs> Thank
3: you. I
1: hope I get the that they that they hit on. the Yeah, first we'll,
2: we'll set you on fire. Don't worry. Thank you. Yeah, you you are the Northman.
1: <laughs> well, let me let me let me comment as far as your situation goes up there in Canada, that this was all, these were the last low kicks, dirty tricks, and rotten licks, of uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama against their, uh, against their their enemies. I guess because what happened was this was twenty twenty fifteen, right before well, right before the twenty sixteen elections. Uh, probably understanding that there was a backlash of something. It wasn't just me. Uh, they rounded up every single person that was in, I guess, what you would call the freedom movement or yeah. uh, anybody that was talking about economics or anybody was talking about the, the bond system or basically just the entire illegal, messed up way that the monetary system is set up. And in my case, uh, I was working with a, with a CPA and uh, a guy who'd gotten, uh, there were two CPAs in, in LA. There was Alexander Adams and there was uh, Jacqueline Quelo and Alexander had gotten about $14 million back for his clients uh, using what was called the 1099 OID process, original issue discount, in which yeah. there's, there was a way to actually hold the banks accountable because when you put very simple way to put this, when you put a dollar in a bank, the bank, the bank has the right to loan out that dollar uh, 99 cents out of that dollar and then turn around and only pay you, you know, interest of 2% or whatever. Which, if you did that in any other financial forum, if you did it with J.P. Morgan or uh, you know, or, or any of these people, if you did that, they'd all go to prison. But the banks yeah. actually have their Sixteenth Amendment Federal Reserve thing, where they can basically just—it's—it's a—it's a license to steal. And yeah. so, in my case, I—I I filed. Uh, I was in a. Uh, I was running a, a forex um, uh, deal, and uh, you know, I turned. Um, $525,000, $300,000 of it being my money into about 7 million bucks. It was about $6.7 million. And then yeah. these people try to turn around and, and claim that I was some kind of fraud or something, because I'm like, wait a minute. I, if I, if, if, the money had been lost because the trader had didn't do directly what I told him to do the exact opposite of everything I told him to do and lost the money. Um, and that was the sec and the sec, I, I, I beat them up hands down because, uh, uh and that was a weird thing because I was tried in absentia. I was not allowed to appear. Uh, I was not allowed to get uh, discovery out of that. And it was weird because then the judge ruled for the SEC to give them the face-saving aspect of it. And then turned around and said, well, my ruling isn't, it isn't good for anywhere outside the lower tip of Manhattan. So literally yeah. from like 42nd Street to the Bay, you know, I can't buy a house. You know? and that's, and so that was yeah. And that entire thing, when they threw all this paperwork at me, by the way, the whole thing started with these SEC guys. They threw this paperwork at me, and they said, where are you hiding $6.5 million? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it turned uh-huh. out, my attorney looked at it, and they'd, they'd subpoenaed the wrong company. It was a company that had, yeah. the, same, it had the same name as us, um, but it was an LLC. It was called, like, 27 Investments or something. And the attorney looks at it and says, this isn't my client. You have actually, unconstitutionally, because uh, these guys had the misfortune of banking with Bank of America, this isn't even us. And then they were like, uh, so you know what they did then? They charged me with, uh, with fraud because I claim to be psychic and being psychic is impossible. Therefore, I (laughs) be fraudulently doing something. How, how was, how was I able to make all this money when I was a a, a fraudulent remote viewing psychic? And that's what they claim. Now, of course, in investment law in the United States, it's interesting because if you tell, if I tell, if you guys invest a million dollars with me and I tell you that I put the wall street journal and there were guys that did this, I swear to God, they would take the wall street journal and they would they would plaster it all over a wall and this one guy had a monkey this is absolutely true this guy had a capuchin monkey and they taught the monkey how to throw darts and the monkey would just they would feed it and you know come on bobo and he would just throw darts and they would invest in whatever <laughs> the dart landed on unbelievable and the monkey was doing 35% better than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the, monkey the better and and they took them and they said look we told all our investors we had a monkey throwing darts and they were down with it. And as long as you tell them, this is how we're picking our investments with a monkey picking darts, then you're fine. And we told everybody well, that we were using remote viewing and that it was a, a, an experiment and we made a bunch of money. And then I had a trader that decided he was going to go off the reservation and do the exact opposite. So let me, let me finish my sentence. In 2015, 2016, because of Hillary Clinton, because of, uh, because of Barack Obama, they rounded up, just to give you an idea of this, they rounded up Tim Turner, who was head of the... Uh, uh, head of the, the, the Southern Confederacy Alliance uh, because he was teaching people paperwork stuff. They rounded up Winston Shrout uh, out of out of Oregon. You know, the guy's like 75 years old. He's going to die in yeah. prison because he was helping people with, uh, with bond processes that were actually working. Then they rounded up Rocky Hudson. Uh, Rocky Hudson was head of the Colorado Republic in Colorado all because, and I was actually in prison with him where we had conversations about this because he was trying to do Writing checks on closed accounts, which is a whole big secret thing, because the banks never close your accounts. They actually still leave them open and all that. So he wrote wrote a closed account check to buy some motorcycles. And a guy called him and said, why don't you come pick up your motorcycles? And Rocky said, well, have you gotten paid from those checks that I wrote you? He said, no, but come pick them up anyway. And I'm like, you know, the FBI was on the other side of that call. And he says, no, I'm not picking up any merchandise or anything from you until you get paid. Well, then they hit him with conspiracy to defraud or whatever else, even though he never received anything. So it becomes conspiracy. Well, you thought about it, but you didn't actually do it. And yeah. I think I was charged with conspiracy to do a thing, literally. And then yeah. at, the, at the opening of the trial, the prosecutor stood up and said, well, your honor, there's no, uh, uh, there's no victims and there's no monetary oh. loss to anybody. And I was like, well, then what the hell? I mean, I would really like to put the person accusing me on the stand. And they said, well, you can't do that because you're being accused by the United States. And I was like, well, the United States is a corporation. That's a pile of paper. And I would really like Mr. and Mrs. United States or Mr. and Mrs. IRS on the stand. And then as far as the tax stuff went, they put an IRS agent on the stand. And the judge said, no, you don't get to testify. This is not a tax evasion case. Sean Morton told you every dime he made over five years, he filed all the proper paperwork and whatever else. And this this is the best one. The government puts, a, puts an IRS woman on the stand, a big fat lady with red hair, looked like Bozo's lesbian wife. And um, <laughs> um, she gets up there, and she goes, well, you filed this, and you filed that, and you filed the other thing. I said, did you did you do my tax returns? Well, no. I said, Your Honor, this is hearsay, then. She had no direct access to the evidence. I said, well, who did? Well, I, uh, Maureen Green. I'm like, is there really a Maureen Green? Because all you people work under aliases like the mafia. I had to ask them what their real names were. And uh, one guy who is, uh, is, my name is Ted Henson. I said, you don't sound real American. Where are you from? I, I'm from uh, uh, Transylvania. I said, wait a minute, you're from Transylvania and you work for the IRS. Don't you find that a little weird? And because his real name was Theodore Kalupas and they were all operating under these names. And uh, the judge said, no, you don't get to testify because he told you every dime he made. And then with the fat Bozo lady, uh, I was like, well, do you know what a 1099A is? And she was like, yes. I said, what's the A stand for? Abandonment or what? acquisition. So it's the paper you file at the end to get your money back from the banks, which the bank doesn't want to give you when you file this paperwork. She goes, well, that's about right. And I said, did you look at any of that? Because I filed all that, makes everything I did legal. And she goes, no, I was instructed not to look at that part of the file. Instructed by who? So your testimony has been coached by this lesbian bitch at the, at the DOJ, Valerie Makowicz. So they told you not to look at evidence to give this testimony, which means your testimony is completely null and void. Well, that's a- about right yeah uh, that's and that's that's how the real real thing. and here's here's the best thing that happened because what i got accused of was also you know supposedly fleeing sentencing well i came into the court that morning i handed him a whole bunch of paperwork that said you know that for the appeal and that everything was going to the supreme court and it had been accepted by the supreme court well the doj grabbed it and and hustled that paperwork out of the courtroom and then made sure it wasn't filed until the following friday making it look like I hadn't appeared or I hadn't done anything when the paperwork that I put in was actually going to delay it because I was going to be free while this whole thing was going on. So suddenly I'm, you know, I'm the fugitive screaming, I didn't kill
0: my wife. And uh, It wasn't me. It was the one accountant.
2: So when I, when I went to Guyana to do my investigation over a week, um, I met with a lawyer there and, um, there was a lot of stuff. And one of the key witnesses in the crown's case, you know, we call it the crown in the Commonwealth. Monty, you're aware of that, right? Mm -hmm. Don't run afoul of the crown, Monty. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not the Queen either.
0: It's the corporation that that, the
2: crown. Yeah. Well, their their key witness was a, was a police sergeant on the Georgetown police force. And when I met him, he was driving a brand new $40,000 minibus. And I mean, a salary. This was about 2001. I went over there, and a salary for a police officer in Georgetown, Guyana, was about $200 a month. The Canada Revenue Agency gave them a whack of money. When you start to peel uh, the band-aids off these cases that the that the government's put together, they're they're unbelievably fraudulent. We're we're getting to a point now where you could ostensibly make the argument: there's no law left. When you look at the way they've done Navarro now. You know, uh, the rationale for that, as I've heard it, was that sitting President Joe Biden stripped his predecessor, Donald Trump, of executive privilege. How does that happen? You know, you're basically saying the law changes every four years now. Like it's, they seem to be, the more you study it, Sean and uh, Raz and Monty, the more you study it, they seem to be fomenting chaos. You know, they don't solve anything now. They don't solve crimes. They let the most dangerous of criminals go now in all the major cities, and they're fermenting chaos. To what end, I don't know. But well, what's, uh, what,
1: what is the plan? Because the guy behind it, here's what I think is fun. They, they always talk about how the White Hats are doing things. The White Hats are winning. And the White Hats are coming. But where are they? Where the hell yeah. How are they? You know, I mean, I've taken on Wayne Willard or Juan O'Savin, who MSNBC did a piece on the other day, which is exactly what I thought was going to happen. They were going to build him up because, you know, Wayne's basically just a fool now. And uh, they were going to build him up as a straw man to just tear him down. And there was a whole piece on MSNBC, you know, debunking Wayne Williot and Q and all that stuff. I'm like, well, here it comes. Here's where here's where they're going to make everybody in the Patriot movement look like. Because what it is, it's, it's it's Stalin's the trust. It's the thing that Stalin put together after the after the Russian Revolution, where he could draw out all his enemies and all his opponents and all the wealthy businessmen in the United States like Henry Ford. Who were trying to stop the soviets from murdering everybody and they pulled them all out and you know managed to kill everybody that was up against the uh the revolution and that's exactly what you're seeing with michael flynn and mchenry and and you know wayne willie at wano savon and all this they've blunted the entire movement if you will uh you know by talking this complete bullshit
0: that yeah, like you know, the whole q and on thing is um it's used as a psyop where now uh, if you bring anything conspiracy, facts or uh, pattern recognition, oh you're queuing on. It's just a throwaway thing in society. Like oh you're insane, and okay. it's it's the new conspiracy theorist, which was created back for JFK. I know about the trust because Sean you recommended a TV show called The Ace of Spades. Uh, Ace did, of Spies. Did you watch it? Yeah, I own it on DVD. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's Sam Neill. Um, He's successful, so he's an Australian. He's actually from New Zealand, but he's successful. Um, It is fantastic because, to be slightly pedantic, uh, Lenin created the trust so he could have controlled opposition. And then, however long later, Stalin, the paranoid alcoholic on vodka – found out about it, and said, no, um, they're enemies of the state, and wiped everyone out. And, like, the the head of the, the the trust is like, what are you doing? We're in perfect position. We control the opposition. We know where everything is. He said, no, kill them all. And it's like, okay, Stalin... You were, remember yeah.
1: the line Felix Straczynski said, said, you've successfully managed to destroy the most successful counterintelligence operation in history. Yeah. Remember that, when he said that to Stalin? Yeah. Yeah. Or remember, the, the greatest line ever was that beautiful shot. Where they're 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 homing in on on Sidney Riley, and he's he's got his hand open, and it's it's over the roof of uh, one of those old Bugatti cars. and he's and he's talking about how he was going to take over Russia. And he clenches his fist and goes, "I had it in my hand, in my hand, because mm. that that crazy lady uh, tried to assassinate uh, Lennon at a beer factory, and it destroyed the entire uh, counter-revolution that Riley put together. And he ultimately gave his life. Because Riley was the one that went in and and said, "I want stuff blown up and I want Stalin assassinated," which is what triggered Stalin to say, "Round him up, kill him all." And the rumor was is that you know Riley either died in the in the in a Siberian prison or possibly escaped. But uh, if more people saw that, they get a real mm-hmm. idea of the history uh, of the 20th century and how oil was behind a lot of it and all that. So
0: yeah, like the, in the, the first,
1: day, you're looking at the, You're looking at the left or. the the New World Order guys. And look, they've got like six months of control where they've completely taken over every aspect of government from the DOJ to the Congress, to the Senate, to the presidency, whatever. So whatever move they're going to make, I mean, this summer is going to be crazy because whatever move they're going to make, and right now, and it's all timed, by the way, to the Pluto transit. It is all timed to the Pluto transit because Pluto went into 27 degrees Capricorn on February 22nd. And I told everybody this was going to be the beginning of the war. It was only me and Alex Jones are the only two guys that actually predicted the exact date that the whole Ukraine thing would come down, and uh, so go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead.
0: So, Sean, I, do you think? I, 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 I was just going to say in the first episode of um, Ace of Spies uh, is um, it's like during World War One or just after World War One, and they're, um, they find they they stole the the British. Uh, MI6 or whatever they are, the British intelligence stole the surveys for the oil fields of the Middle East. And that's why everything just got screwed because um, the British wanted control over everything. And that's why they made borders where it's like, well, we'll just cut the the Arabs in half with a line and everything else like that. So it is worth seeing if you can find it. Um, Sydney Riley, Ace of Spies. It's six episodes. It's made in, I think what, 1983, which is kind of good because oh, okay. it was a 11- layout. Way back in the 80s. Yeah, and it was allowed to be made. And it, it is fascinating, just not from the trust, but um everything of, like, <laughs> there's been a controlling factor for most of the 20th century. And once you see how it was all sort of um, unfold, you go, ah, oh, that's why we're stuffed. Go ahead, oh, Bruce. Biggest oh, thing, go I ahead. think the,
1: big, the biggest thing about it, too, one last point on it, is that if you understand the power structure of what was going on, you had the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, and the way the Rockefellers, the Rockefellers who were not royalty, not part of the bloodlines, not anyway, but the way these these fat ugly kids got their got their place at the table, was the fact that the the the, uh, the French and the Rothschilds, uh, well, along with the British and what have you, they were all betting on coal. You know, if you look at all the steampunk stuff and all that, and how technology would have developed uh, if everything was based on steam. And they bet on steam. Yeah. They thought that steam and coal were going to be the the power sources of the twenty the 20th century. And it was the Rockefellers who bet on oil. And once they bet on oil and they won with the with oil, although they had to do all kinds of crazy stuff to do it. For example, um, um, prohibition was all triggered by the rock was all tr- triggered by the Rockefellers because they did not want farmers actually making uh, moonshine, which is what they were using to power their jeeps and cars and farm equipment and whatever, so they just banned it all, claiming, oh, yes, it's a thing to stop men from drinking and beating up their wives and all that stuff, which is complete crap. So, But that's how they basically won the 20th century, uh, by being the oil providers when the whole coal steam thing collapsed, primarily, once again, because they stopped that Australian guy uh, from selling his, uh, I forget what his name is in the series, but uh, uh, from, from selling his stuff to the French and the Rothschilds, and instead, Sidney Riley, remember, he dressed up like the priest and went on the Rothschilds' boat. And got the Australian guy to, to not sell, and uh, and then sell to the to the uh, to the British. But all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. we sorry.
2: Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask. You know, you mentioned um, Hillary, the witch queen, witch queen Clinton, and and Barry, the caramel catamite Soreto. Are you ta- are you saying that you were actually on their radar, like they knew your name? Because yeah. I don't. I don't think they would have known Winston Shrout and the other, um, sort of just sovereign citizen people, but you are a special case because of all the other disclosure you have done. Right. Uh, I'm I, I, also used to talk to Tommy Hawksblood quite a bit oh. and he, he, he was convinced they did you because of sands of time.
1: Yep. Nope. That's absolutely right. There's so many, there's so much declassified stuff in sands of time. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Cliff high just sent me a thing saying, yep, you were right. That's, that's why they tossed you in jail. Cause, uh, And just to just to prove this to you, I mean, again, I'd done I'd done pieces on Hillary Clinton. I was the first guy to get up on TV. I was on ABC News yelling and screaming about when JFK Jr. died, basically saying Hillary Clinton killed him. He she killed him. Why aren't people talking about the fact that they had lunch that day where they got in a fight where he said, you're a carpetbagger. You're a rotten person. You're not good for New York. I'm going to run for my uncle's Senate seat in New York. And this town ain't big enough for both of us and get the hell out of Dodge. When he came out of that meeting, he looked white as a ghost. I mean, it was I, I still have the footage of it somewhere. And Hillary comes out with that, you know, I've got canaries stuffed in my face look. And they said, so what did you and John John talk about? And she said, well, I advised him not to enter public life, which is the same warning his mother had given him, saying that if he was to enter public life, my son will wind up like his father and like his uncle. And 12 hours later, he's dead. And I was up on ABC Nightlight saying, you know, that's not a coincidence. If you look at the list of people that have gotten in the way of the Clintons, that have all woken up dead or, or been arkansited, as they used to call it, because of all the people from Arkansas that supposedly committed suicide. And that was just the first thing. And that, that was back when I was working for Hard Copy. So I would put her in the, the crosshairs quite a bit. And just to give you an idea, you know who the four person was on my jury? Her name was nope. Katie, Katie Ingbertson. And Katie Ingbertson was the campaign manager. For Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and was the person who collected all the, the internet data on Democrats, Republicans, or whatever else that helped both of them win the election. She was on my jury and talked oh, yeah. to us about who she was. Because we yeah. said, what do you do? Oh, I work for a, a green company and you know, we just help we like trees. And I'm like and we were not allowed void dyer. We were not allowed to cross examine any of the jurors for any reason. One guy, they said, How long have you lived in LA County? And he goes, I've he had 45 minutes, and they're like, what? And it turns <laughs> out you had two people that had flown in from Pakistan that day that somehow got on my jury, and yeah. this is the, these are the people that convicted me. So Katie Ingridson, look her up, because she's she's she she pioneered this whole way of massing data to be able to target certain uh, uh, certain voters, and there she was on my jury. So if you want to see the connection, uh, between that and of course,
2: well another me, um. Another, it's connect, you know, another selection, connect, yeah. I uh, mean, another. It, not, in the, another in, in,
0: it, go ahead, uh, Bobby, sorry. Just very quickly, uh, because I, I can bring in a recent story. Uh, apparently, one of the uh, advisors to the Clintons has um, killed himself. Um, and this, it came out yesterday or today. What a, what a shock. Yeah, and Sean, you'll love this. This is how he committed suicide. He was found hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast. <laughs>
1: See, that's Arkansas. That's Arkansas. Yeah. So it was, they actually can't coin the term here because of all the people that die around the Clintons. And, yeah. Uh,
0: it's what, 56, well, they, 76 people or something? Go ahead, Bruce.
2: They identified three or four people on the Sussman jury who had donated to the Hillary Clinton Foundation. I mean, why were they not vetted in, in, in the grand jury selection? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just, there's, there's literally no more law. If you take a close look at it, it's just like one of those pastiches, like the front part of, of, of a saloon in a Western set in Hollywood. There, there, there is no law it and it's, and Canada's even worse. I hate to say it. I can't speak for Australia, Monty, but I mean, Canada under Trudeau now is getting really, really scary and he's lost all support even newspapers that used to be favorable towards him. It's not like the United States where this, where there seems to be this completely sycophantic media to everything the leftists and progressives do. No, in Canada, they're marauding Trudeau. They want him out of office. I've never seen, and he just, it emboldens him. He seems to say at this point, F you. We are the only country in the world that still has COVID restrictions. Uh, My my, my father's on his deathbed. He has COPD and he had to go into the hospital because he couldn't breathe for three days. He turned 87 June 2nd. And when he came out of the hospital, he's now been diagnosed with tuberculosis. I would like to go back for the funeral and give his eulogy. I can't, but if I enter Canada with my Canadian passport, I can't get back out and come back to my wife and family in Costa Rica, unless I get vaccinated but but i could go to a rock concert with 40,000 people unma- unmasked and unvaccinated like it it doesn't even make any sense so this is why i think i and and i don't think this is them slipping i think them, th- th- them this is them tacitly telling us whatever your illusion you had that you live in a democracy give it up this is a tyranny whether you like it or not and that seems to be more and more the message at least in the five eyes countries
1: have you seen the, have you seen the photo I don't know if you've seen the photo of Trudeau sitting at a desk on a phone, and then in back of him is uh, is Alexander Soros, and yeah. they're they're at the Dominion uh, Voting Machine Company. Yeah. yeah, and there's Soros right behind him, the kid who's taken over from his 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 evil little Ooh. you know Palpatine Emperor scumbag dad, who has created the chaos in the United States by funding these uh, district attorneys that will not persecute crime, that create. I mean, the, everything seems to be creating the Weimar Republic. Everything is creating the the massive crime wave and wheelbarrows full of money to buy a loaf of bread and all of this. And you just got to look at history to see where the Weimar Republic led. And, of course, it led to the Nazis. It led to and there's all these I can't stand these people are saying, oh, well, the white hats in the military are going to come in and save us. I'm like, really? Are you guys kidding me? So the military industrial entertainment pharmaceutical complex that gave you Vietnam, that gave you Iraq, that gave you Afghanistan, that gave you. You know, fraud after fraud after fraud. That's cost us trillions and trillions of dollars and unknown treasure and lives. They're going to save us now. They're going to step in. And, you know, and this is what you're being fed. If you're a, quote, Trump supporter or what have you, you know, you're being fed this. And now the people here, this is how ridiculous this gets, but they still think that Trump's president of the United States and that he's got the nuclear football and he's, you know, all this other stuff and, and may or may not be. But I, my, the one way I've exploded their argument was to say, okay, well, he's still president. He, can't, he can't run for president again in 2024, can he? Because there is a constitutional amendment that says you can only be president twice, you know, for eight yes. years. And, and that just stops them in their tracks because they're like, mm. oh, no, there's a special thing. And, oh, it's a deal. And, the, you know, the White House have that all figured out. I'm like, shut up. You guys
0: know what I, found, I, I, I found this. Um, uh, Someone shared on Twitter. I like to tweet. Let's be fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does it make you twatty? I'm not sure.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I read the Twitter on the shitter. Um, uh, someone who's had to isolate, because uh, if you enter the country and you're not vaccinated, you, uh, you can isolate for 14 days. That's the other problem with Bruce. He has to know, like, hopefully, if his dad dies... Oh, this is going to sound wrong. When his dad passes away, hopefully the um, uh, funeral is 14 days after, so Bruce can actually get to it, because he has he would have to isolate for 14 days. Now, it's apparently um uh this person wasn't home or didn't answer the door and so this is the letter that was or piece of paper that was left to any person person persons under quarantine or isolation at this location we missed uh, you missed a visit from a screening officer a screening officer from the public health agency of canada came to your location to verify that you are in quarantine you did not answer the door what happens now your name will be referred to law enforcement for further follow-up a law enforcement officer may visit your quarantine location if you are not complying with all quarantine requirements you may be subject to enforcement violating any instructions provided to you when you entered canada or failing to provide accurate information as uh, is an offense under the quarantine act and could lead to a ticket up to $5,000, admission into a federal quarantine facility, camp, a six months in prison and all fines up to $750,000. If you choose to break your mandatory quarantine, resulting in the death of or bodily harm to another person, you could face a fine up to $1 million or imprisonment up to three years or both. Yeah. And just one more one more little box. Reminder, after entering Canada, you must quarantine or isolate for at least 14 days. You must remain in the place of quarantine. You cannot go to the grocery store or any other public place. You cannot visit other people and have visitors in your place of quarantine. You must complete and submit your self-administered COVID-19 molecule tests. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's some junk mail.
2: Sean, I'd, ju- I'd love to. I'd love to hear your take on the vaccine. What do you think we'll be looking at medically over the next three to five years? Well, the
1: comment on what Monty just said, it's like my, my grandmother, who's from Ireland, uh, you know, used to say, uh, the reason God created the sun is because you can't trust the fucking English in the dark. And, <laughs> and then she said, the Irish knew America was heaven because you got off the boat, they gave you a gun, and they told you to shoot the fucking English. <laughs> and fortunately, it's... because neither of you guys in Canada or Australia ever stood up on your hind legs against the redcoats and against these people, you're all still subjects. And therefore, you're not citizens. You don't have any rights. You don't have a constitution. You don't have anything that even pretends to protect you from these people. So they can yeah. do anything they want. And the minute they took all your guns away, again, we were talking about how a dog with no teeth gets kicked all day. But at some point, you guys are going to have to rise up against these people and do something. And the closest you came up in Canada was, you know, finally the truckers just, you know, who were being thrown in prison for parking. And um, yeah. and as far as the other.
2: And the honking. And the know, honking. Yeah, the, leader, the, the leaders honking. are. Yeah, the the, elite, the leaders are still incarcerated, Tamara Lynch and Pat Smith. They're still in jail in Ottawa Detention Center. I literally that's my hometown by the way. I literally grew up about 2 kilometers from that detention center. And they've been there 100 days now and there's no charges. they don't even know what they're going to charge them with. They're not even they're not even having preliminary hear, hearings and
0: and, know, and the the canadian twist is they froze bank accounts that was the net, that was the tiptoe step further than say um january 6 or whatever here in australia the trudeau decided oh we'll um freeze the bank accounts it's like okay that that's the level of canada well, at the moment it-
2: it's it's statutory warfare now, right? They're doing the same thing to Putin and the Russian oligarchs, and it's completely illegal. I mean, the U.S. has seized 300 billion worth of uh, Putin's gold. Now, just to put that into context, and Sean probably knows this, but all through World War II, the Bank of England and the U.S. Federal Reserve continued to execute the transactions of the Third Reich.
1: Yeah, they were doing fine. They were all. There. As a matter of fact, we had to pass, we had to pass the Trading with the Enemies Act to stop uh, Prescott Bush and Andrew Carnegie and the Carnegie and all this other stuff from basically trading with the Germans. And this was, by the way, the trading with the enemy act was passed in 1943. So, you know, we've been at war with these guys for a while before somebody said, well, maybe we shouldn't be selling them weapons and maybe we shouldn't do this. Okay, so the vaccine, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, it's like this is the the New World Order wet dream where people lined up for this for something that, that is in essence medical rape it's medical rape. You're, you know, you, you want to rape my kids? Sure. Here you go. Jam a, uh, uh, instead of a penis, you know, you can drive jam a metal spike into them and inject it with a bunch of untested chemicals. And how hilarious is it? Is it just me that notices that now you've got the abortion thing going on and all these completely crazed, you know, rainbow haired women with uh, piercings in their body are screaming my body, my rights, my body and the whole deal. And yet they were perfectly fine with yelling and screaming and, shaming people to to allow them to inject, you know, lethal chemicals into your body. But now with abortion, it's, you know, it's my body, my choice, my body, my choice. Why wasn't why weren't people using that during the whole vaccine thing? And um, it's the ultimate control, isn't it? If they can violate your body, if they can inject you with whatever else. And as far as what I see it as, is it was not only a test of whether or not the populace would comply and how willing they they would comply, because again, you can't, you know, you can't stop people that just say no. And not enough people stood up and said no. Could have fought these people right, left, and center. You could have got. I mean, I think every person in New York that was arrested for, or at least detained, for being in a public space without, you know, a vaccination or vaccination card or whatever, they were just let go. The judge is just like, well, you know, we've messed with you enough. Get out of here. Uh, they weren't fine. They were just, um, because you can't really enforce it legally. But isn't it, all I do is I, is I notice that anything that Bill Gates gets involved in, Who's got to be Gates and uh, and uh, Soros and of course Fauci and you know all this? Guy. I mean, this is the triumvirate of evil. This is there is no difference between them and uh, you know Hitler's Nazis of Hitler and Goering and, and whatever else probably. Yeah. Work. And, uh, well, I
2: think I think what's, Soros what's, what's, literally what's, what's, is a Nazi and, from infancy oh, onward.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was. His whole thing was uh, the way he made his money was his his family made his money by ratting out other Jews in Hungary. And what they would do is they would rat out this person as a Jew. The Nazis would come and they would take the, the people away to a concentration camp, and then he and his family would then loot the house and sell all the furniture and all the jewels and everything else. That's how he made his fortune. And, wow. and he's proud of it, too. And not only is he proud of it, but he is the one that has engineered the various color revolutions in these, in the, you know, Belarus and all these other places. And the day it was happening, when Hillary lost the election, and she was crying, she was moaning, whatever else, you notice everybody was wearing purple. You had Bill Clinton wearing a purple tie. She was wearing this, this dress that had purple lapels on it with a purple uh, purple skirt. Everybody was wearing purple. Uh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, no, Schumer uh, was wearing purple as well. Everybody was wearing purple. I was like, this is it. This is the next color revolution. This is what they're going to do. And how they're going to do this is that Soros is going to fund these, these district attorneys. And I called this out because all I got to do is look at history to see how do you wreck a country. I mean, my political science degree was I would stand up in front of my class at USC, even though you would think that USC was fairly conservative, and I would challenge them, and I would say, okay, with all the protections in line, with all the the separations of government, with all the 50 state governments, with the the federal government, the state governments, the local governments, county governments, how do you take over the United States? If we all had a trillion dollars, we're all meeting in here, and we wanna take over, and it made it a class project, and I got an A on the class project, because every single one of these people said, you gotta control the press, you gotta centralize power, You've got to do whatever, and I'm surprised that people are not more outraged at the fact that in less than 18 months, Joe Biden, with Joe the power Biden. of the federal government, has completely managed to entirely undermine everything that this this country was doing right, and and destroy as much of our economy. In the uh uh, you know, we we there's a new paper towel ad out there that's got Biden on the paper towel, and the motto is the quicker fucker upper because he's, he's, instead of Brian, but um, uh, I think the vaccine was, well, first off, it it had nothing to do with medicine. It had everything to do about population control. The second aspect is, is that what is it inside the, uh, uh, in the vaccine itself? And again, now we're starting to see everything that we predicted, that within nine months to nine to 12 months of people being vaccinated, that all these problems are going to show up. Again, the monkeypox is a side effect because it's chimpanzee adrenochrome that was actually, and it was listed in the freaking uh, in, in yeah. the, in the ingredients, as I'm sure you
0: know. The one and thing she's... I pointed out, the one thing I pointed out is uh, how come now heart disease is rampant in the Western civilization uh, because we live like crap. However, why are healthy professional athletes having all these health problems?
1: Well, guess why? They had to go from country to country. And
0: they had to be vaccinated over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, now I've had arguments with people, and so I've, I've formulated it quite well. Why are these professional athletes who are fit? They they look after their health. They're having uh, heart attack and heart problems. Now, the first step is well, what's changed? Well, the vaccine. It's not the vaccine. All right, cool. We'll take vaccine off the table. Why is this still happening? Uh, 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 okay, let's go back to the vaccine then. Yeah. My uh,
1: yeah, yeah. my wife's mother is obviously Mormon. And uh, she did all the stuff and did all the boosters and all. And unfortunately she's 80 plus years old and she's in the hospital now with clots all through her, all through her body. I'm like, well, you know, you guys, you guys have this, uh, this slavish devotion to church and state and you do whatever they say and, and, you know, look what happens. Mm -hmm. So, and the the worst part about it is too, is that if you look at all the babies that were born during the pandemic and you look at all the mothers that were vaccinated, I, I think of out of 20 babies that did a test case of, 18 of them were just completely screwed up. I mean, there's only two that came out unscathed. And I think the trick was, is that I think half the half the vaccines they gave out were possibly placebo, placebos for them to say, oh, see, the vaccine's fine, nobody's away. And my wife had to get vaccinated for her job. And uh, she took the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And if you'll notice, Johnson & Johnson was the only vaccine that was not an RNA DNA scrambler. It was basically just a flu shot. But the only place you could get it here in Los Angeles, we're in the black neighborhoods. You can only get it in Compton, you know Watts, Inglewood, up to no good, um, uh, and uh, you know USC. You could go go over there and get it because we're all in these primarily black neighborhoods. And they Why? were affected by the. I don't know. They were unaffected by it. But again, everywhere else, and then what you saw is you saw Pfizer uh, smearing the snot out of Johnson and Johnson, claiming that Johnson and Johnson's vaccine were somehow polluted or damaged or whatever. So they would pull the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, so Pfizer could take over everything to give everybody the poison vaccine, because Johnson and Johnson was the only one that didn't have all the all the bad stuff in it. So yeah, I
0: would just like to quickly point out we're not sponsored by Pfizer like everything else. Right. Yeah. Have I you seen that? To- have you seen that montage clip of like all oh, the news agents yeah, and uh, you know, news reports and I think the Grammys and all that type of brought to you by Pfizer? Well, we're not.
1: <laughs> so okay, look Sean at on the- a moment. Here's a, here's a theory about the Will Smith incident. The Will Smith incident is that his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, has alopecia. Well, guess who's now sponsoring the Oscars? Pfizer. And what are they working on? They're working on an alopecia cure. Who's going to be the spokesperson for that? Jada Pinkett Smith. Therefore, mm. when Chris Rock gets up and tells a, a G.I. Jane joke about you know, G.I. Jane and Will Smith, I think the whole thing is probably planned by Pfizer because now, not only would nobody have even known the, the Academy Awards were out there if that incident hadn't happened, but I guarantee you, I bet you dollars to donuts now that Jada Pinkett Smith will become the spokesperson for the new alopecia uh, vaccine or whatever they're going to do with it, because now Spizer, Pfizer's sponsoring the, the Academy Awards, so you might just want to look into it and say, well, gee, it's all about the money after all,
3: isn't it, Will? Most of the world's alopecia is actually caused by vaccine. Uh, You know, the hair loss and everything. And alopecia doesn't always work like it's not a uniform sort of uh, hair loss. It's like patches of hair loss. Most people just, you know, shave completely. So it's a vaccine that caused the problem that's going to fix the problem. It's a bit of a circular thing going on over there.
0: I'm also, uh, I found out today via Twitter. I should really look at other websites. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Dave Chappelle and Chris, Chris Rock.
1: i yeah, time on the toilet. Read, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
0: I need some fiber in my diet, let's be fair. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> so just in and out and move on. Uh, Chris, uh, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are doing a stand up comedy tour. And I'm thinking the security on that must be immense. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. yeah.
1: Of course, you know, the guy that jumped up on stage and, and attacked uh, Dave Chappelle. He wasn't even charged with anything. He, he he came up there with a fake gun, and the fake gun had a knife attached to it, and he tackles uh, Chappelle, and he wasn't even charged. He was charged with, uh, I don't know, a trespass or something stupid.
0: Well, well they couldn't, what, couldn't I... find a witness at the Hollywood Bowl? <laughs>
1: exactly. no, that, guy got off, that guy got off scot-free. It's, uh...
2: I, don't, I don't mean to get all technical, but usually when a blade is attached to an arm, it's called a bayonet.
1: <laughs> exactly well i don't know it looked like it was kind of it that's exactly what it was it was it was on a, a clip thing that folded up underneath the, the gun and they said the gun was fake it didn't look fake to me but uh no the guy got off this is why it's become a city of crime here we don't need we don't need police in los angeles we need batman because it's that what? bad whole place
2: you, what? Just, yeah, yeah justice league yeah. What just, the yeah. um What's the deal with purple? The color purple with these people. Now, my immediate intuition is that it's the it's 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 the uh, mixing of the two states of blood, red and blue. Right, but right, yeah, is it
1: red? It's red, and blue, right? Yeah, but it's also, you know, why is it the color of royalty? Why is it the color of the, uh, you know, when you talk talk about blue bloods as an example? Um, it's a, uh, it's just had for some reason purple has because of the Uh, The combination is probably, I guess, if you slit somebody's throat, you know, the blood comes out kind of purplish. But um, the occult significance of it just goes back forever into various, you know, cults and covens. And uh, because it's it's the twilight color. It's between it's between light darkness. It's what the sky turns between, uh, you know, as the sun is setting. So um, but, you know, they had an orange revolution in Belarus. They had all these color revolutions that, that Soros has designed by purposely going in with these billions and destabilizing law enforcement. You defund police, you fund riots, you fund uh, Black Lives Matter, which is funny because Black Lives might matter, but they they certainly don't matter. They don't matter to other black people because you mm-hmm. see, you know, the black crime is, you know, the highest you can get. And the the people that need the police are the poor people that live in the ghettos. They're being victimized. You talk to any black person, you go down to Watts, you go down to Compton, you say less police, they go, Hell no, man. Somebody's got to deal with these motherfuckers on the street, man. Shit, man. We need more cops. Yeah, just
0: look at Chicago. Like, yeah, it's a gun-free zone. No, it's not. Look at all the murders. <laughs> it's, it's. We are. Yeah, I can see the uh, Bruce's point where uh, there is no law. Weirdly enough, uh, it's not a hundred percent. There are still people um, that go into law and uh, having to deal with law, and um, there's small victories, but it's always it's got nothing to do with the global narrative or whatever they're doing it's like um uh this person ran over my foot i'll oh, we'll give you a thousand dollars you know what i mean it's there's still there's still wins in the in the legal system but it has nothing to do with politicians and the system and everything else like that so it, they can go look we're doing something and it's like yeah but what about i mean if the if the truth justice in american way to uh you know quote superman the Clintons would have been in jail, but what, in 85, 87? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and what's the one campaign promise that that Trump broke? Everybody talks about, oh, promises promises made, promises kept. And why is it that, that Trump was finally voted out of office? Because he did, didn't keep that one promise? I don't know if, if you saw the campaign here, but what did, the, what did the crowds, the Trump crowds, what were they chanting? Lock Everybody, her up. Lock her up. And what did he not do? None. because the problem is, is when you when you lock up the queen witch when you lock up the uh, you know the main sorceress uh you know who was who was I mean you guys have don't even know the half of it but I mean Hillary over well, here he, yeah but she was Tell running, us. she was running sex parties in in Washington DC she had all these pentagon generals that would come if their wives didn't want to come and get fucked by a bunch of other dudes she would set them up with prostitutes who would go to the uh, sex parties every single one of these sex parties was filmed by the way surreptitiously so she had a body of evidence to this and i think trump realized that if he took on the took on the, took on the head witch, witch, that she would then she has just as much control over republicans as she did democrats she had hit squads of people it was an actual hit squad that hillary no. sent out that, that killed seth green who was the guy that actually did the dump to wikileaks mm. because mm. he was mad about the fact that the democratic party was screwing over his guy um um Who's the old man? <laughs>
0: God, my brain. Bernie Sanders?
1: Bernie Sanders. They were screwing over Bernie Sanders. Twice, Bernie Sanders got got passed over. He got paid a cash bribe to just shut up. And they went right to Hillary thinking that Hillary was a, uh was somebody who could actually win the election. and it was it was Seth Green. Oh, Why am I talking about Seth Green. Uh,
0: uh, well, you, uh, he was taken out because uh, he gave um, WikiLeaks the information. And the right. weird thing is, though, like, you look at the, you know, we're coming up to the break. Uh, like the whole Julian Assange, he's an Australian citizen that was given information, but they want to charge him with treason.
1: Well, originally yeah, it was rape, right. you remember? And then the girl said, no, it's not rape. He didn't do anything to me. And then they've just, you know, and, and again, let me point out, this is, you know, Donald Trump's character. Donald Trump had $10,000 requests for pardons sitting on his desk. One of them was mine, by the way. He had 50,000 requests for a uh, for, uh, commutation of sentence. Matter of fact, my first conversation with, with Juan O'Savin or Wayne Williot, it's right out of the blue. He calls me on the phone and I'm like, hey man, what's up? And and uh, he's like, look, don't out me, man. Don't out me. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I got this whole thing, Juan O'Savin, don't tell everybody who I am. I'm like, I don't care what you call yourself. Go ahead. If You've got a stage name. That's fine. And I said, but look, you're all buddies with Trump, right? Oh, yeah, we're best buddies playing, more, playing golf at Mar-a-Lago all the time. Well, I got a part sitting on his desk. Have him sign it. Oh, no, that's for further down the line, man. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, he's going to be president again on January 20th. And uh, uh, so we'll get everything handled after that. And then even after that, I said, well, can I borrow some money? I'm sleeping on couches and I've got cancer and I'm dying. And he's like, oh, yeah, not right now. You know, that'll come to, You know, when we all get money and all this other stuff. I'm like, you're just,
2: you're just full <laughs> yeah. of shit, man. You're full yeah. of shit.
1: And, yeah. When, yeah. and when Trump walked away, Mitch McConnell threatened Trump and said, if you sign pardons specifically for Assange and Edward Snowden and all these other people sitting on your desk, I will get my 19 butt boys in the Senate to vote to impeach you. And you'll never be able to run for president again. How do you like them apples? And Trump walked away. Left all those parts on his
0: desk. Another thing that Trump didn't do anything on, I don't know if he was going to, but he floated with it, which is slightly ironic because he was um, removed from Twitter, was internet or censorship, especially on the internet. Um, I've dabbled with uh, censorship on the internet. Hello, YouTube. You suck. Uh, and uh like he, he if he wants to run again uh he should start doing that because everyone's been quiet like it's got to the point where i've seen um comedians talking about it people are self-censoring because they don't want the the backlash and to be canceled
1: well and let me point out that trump trump was setting up his his truth social network and when he set when it finally went live first off he didn't put a dime of his own money into it he was like he wanted other people to pay for it and then he was going to brand it to make money. He could. Where are all these billions of dollars he's supposed to have? And he doesn't do it. So they set up Truth Social. 100 million people sign up for it. He's only got space for 40 million, so he can't even set it up with with enough money to give it enough bandwidth to make it viable. Now Musk talked about looking at Twitter, and now that they're doing the particulars on it, they realize that probably 70% of Twitter is fake. It's mm-hmm. fake. You're hiring people in Sri Lanka or uh, Bangladesh or somewhere to sit there on you know on computers and click your stuff. You know and. You can buy thirty-five thousand followers for a hundred dollars. All right, thanks guys for having me. I really appreciate you. I gotta,
3: I gotta go to
0: bed. That was Sean David Morton, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he'll be back soon. Um, we'll be back after these. <laughs> the, I don't know which channel we're on, so we'll just keep going. <laughs> this hey, is Planet Collingwood Revolution Radio. You're awesome. Stick around. And we're back here. It's just Planet Collingwood. The strange universe has winked out of existence. Well. Sean went to bed. Let's be fair. Big thank you to Sean David Morton for popping on. Uh, he wanted me uh, to help out with him. He wanted me to do the two hours of Strange Universe. However, I have Planet Collingwood, so you know, the man is a ball of creatively energy. And said, "Well, why can't we do both?" And that's what you just heard. Uh, the crossover you didn't need, didn't, didn't think you needed to have, but we did have it. So history was made there, ladies and gentlemen. It
2: was. Uh, it was like a Marvel-DC crossover, Monty, yeah, like yeah. Superman versus the Hulk.
0: Yeah, a, a written written by a good writer. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, everyone, for being here. We're, we've still got another hour of Planet Collingwood. Uh, for those on the video platforms, which are YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute, uh, you can find the first hour of Strange Universe at the archives at frameslips.com, where we talk and uh, some of the references we referred back to, it makes sense. Now, uh, we've actually uh, replaced our guest. Uh, Sean has uh, moved off. Uh, he's going to hospital tomorrow, so uh, get well there, sir. And we have an old stalwart, uh, a friend of the family, the prodigal son. Cortec has returned, and I have no idea where he is because he's, he's talking crazy. He's like, it's 8 a.m. here. I'm like, where the hell are you?
4: I'm uh, in the UK. Oh,
0: yeah. well, wow. I knew you were going for a walk, but really,
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going for as, a walkabout, right? Like, uh huh. So, yeah, as soon as they opened the gate, kind of, we hadn't seen relatives uh, for about three and a half years before they shut the gate, you know. So it's been ages, and we had to come visit. So um, yeah, it's early morning. I've swapped a beer for a coffee, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure I've missed a lot over the last two weeks, but I've written. I've, I've, written down some things that I thought was quite interesting. No, that's all right. You can always listen back on the
0: YouTube Odyssey and so on and so forth. So, you know, they are recorded. YouTube hasn't canned them yet. So, oh, if you enjoyed the last hour or two, depending if what uh, channel you're on, we are still on Hawk's Nest because I can't be buggered changing anything. Uh, so, for the next hour on Hawk's Nest and Studio A, and finally, we shall take down Studio, studio B, and the prophecy shall be fulfilled for Ayo. Planet Collingwood uh, mass domination. Till about 6 p.m. my time, and then I'm going to go eat dinner and watch some TV. Anyway, uh, (laughs) if you enjoyed the last hour, let me think I have to do some housekeeping. Uh, If you enjoyed the last hour, uh, please go to freedomslips.com and or revolution.radio and click on that Patreon button and give what you can. Uh, We don't accept children, which upset Sean because he had a really good adrenochrome business on the side there. Uh, Don't sell your house. You need that. Uh, I've paid rent this week. Uh, At least I have somewhere to starve in. So that's good. Uh, And then obviously, uh, while you're on the website, go into the merch or the Zazzle store and there's cups and mouse pads and T-shirts and caps and onesies onesies for the little ones. Then pop into the chat room and and hang out with like-minded, like-hearted and just like people. And now we return to the McDonald hour where his guest Cortex, is about to be asked a question.
2: I resent that. Hey Bruce. Hey Cortex, what? you sound a little under the weather. Do you have the COVID?
4: Hey. Uh I've got uh, I've got the sniffles. I've I've picked up something on the way over.
2: But uh well, go get the vaccine me- go get the vaccine, man, because you know no what thanks. the the AIDS cures the COVID. <laughs>
4: No, thanks. I've been having coughs and colds since I was a child. I don't need pharmaceuticals to help me with that. What I thought thought was super interesting was, um, did you guys see any stories about um, a U.S. warship um, swarmed by drones? Did you see that? No. Okay, so there's an article uh, off The Drive that is... Uh, let me see. Defense officials confirmed in a recent hearing that it was drones that swarmed navy ships off California and even happened again off another coast. But there's these crazy pictures. Let me see. I know this is a, I know this is a audio uh, format, but I thought that was super interesting and something that I've kind of never seen before. So have a have a look and see what you think of the pictures. But then, like I didn't know where to file that. But then I saw something else that I thought was interesting, which was china's first world china's first drone carrier uh, capable of operating its own you know autonomous vehicles was the story that i saw and they seem to kind of go together i don't know if anyone's um, put those together but they seem to be a lock and a key to me i don't know what you think see what you think the uh ai drone characters carrier story was from uh south china news site and uh, I'm not sure where the drive is, but there's the the, the drive is where the Navy ship swarmed by Drone story is from. But if you put that in, you can find it. But there are thousands and thousands of drones in these pictures where you can see that uh, the aircraft kind of the aircraft deck kind of thing there. So I'm not sure what the story is, but they seem to go together. I'm not sure. I just wanted to
2: see what you guys thought. Oh, I have no thoughts on that. Monty?
0: <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, everyone's messaging me at the same time. So, uh, I wouldn't surprise me because, like, I uh, don't know if you saw Coltec, that uh, apparently the Australian military and the Chinese military are uh, um, uh, flicking notebooks at each other or something. Uh, so <laughs> it's like you know they're thumbing their nose. you take that, don't you take that? Why they they sound Italian, but anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh so uh, is it just um empty sabler rattling to be a dis- uh, distraction because yeah you know, nothing else is working uh, yeah they, and
4: nothing seemed to happen they, I mean, they just, just kind of hovered around
2: it's not just australia monty they 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 buzzed um a couple canadian fighter jets too buzzing is like it's a top gun thing where you yeah you, you yeah you know what i mean yeah okay when um he got in
4: trouble for buzzing the uh, flight deck or whatever yeah
2: yeah i hard. mean They're just getting extremely belligerent, right? The Chinese and 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 who can blame them? Because we as the Western Alliance have been belligerent for decades. Maybe we're just getting a little bit of our own medicine. My you know what? You want to know what my solution is to all this stuff and why I supported Trump. And I still do. I don't think his second term would do too much. And I recognize all the failings. I recognize six trillion dollars disappeared with the covid bailout and all that nonsense. But look, man, the guy had me when he said, I'm not signing the Trans-Pacific Partnership or the Paris Accord. That's yeah. it. You know, I I don't need to know any more than that. I don't, you know, oh, he's a racist. Yeah, he didn't sign TPP or the Paris Accord. What do you want me to do? Right. Do, do you like this thing we call a nation state or are you ready to go into this big global reset where you get your bowl of uh, cockroach cool. protein? cockroach cockroach protein twice a day and uh, you'll never be happier because they're gonna, and the only reason they can, I mean, that is so brave new world, Aldous Huxley. I mean, how how could they make you happy? They're gonna drug you up, man. They're gonna curate some kind of mild MDMA, put it in the water and keep every, I mean, everybody's pretty much stoned already, right? I think if you watch too much digital TV it's you know I seem to be immune to it. Monty seems to be immune to it, but a lot of people are not. And and you know one of the things I wanted to get into with Sean, but we didn't have time because um, I was trying to be polite, you know, and not talk too much. Monty Dean. Wow. Well,
0: what I, what, I, what I find interesting? Yeah, Sean. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll come onto the roundtable because um, I need to rest my voice. That went well.
2: <laughs> well we in, we inspired him.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. he's just got the energy for it as well, so, you know. Uh... Anybody, anybody you
3: who know, says this... Unitist you know, the he mentioned Monty and him when he was talking about the Mefner state, but he didn't mention us. Yeah, we we'll so drugged, drugged. Yeah, yeah, we'll just yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're well, drugged.
0: Yeah, but to be fair, uh, Raz, you only spoke twice in the last hour. No, no, no still.
3: still <laughs>
0: no, you're so. listening, though. I mean, yeah, it, w- it was a good conversation. So, like, uh, I love it, uh, when, you know, there's a panel and I don't have to do much. It's when I fill in for Sean and it's just me and I have to monologue for two hours. There's no, always no, – no, no. there's a thing in the back of my head going, you suck, you suck. You- no, you the suck. The
3: conversation with uh, Sean was uh... – one, very Canadian, with a lot of Canadian name I, have, I know nothing about. Second, this both of them seem to be having fun, and Bruce had a genuine sort of uh, urge to talk to the guy and inquire. So, uh, you know, out of courtesy for both of them, I'm like, I'm not going to chime in
2: unless I already had yeah. to. I, I, well, I'm said, one of those... I said that.
0: <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself. <laughs> it's like, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm one of those weird guys that actually likes to talk to writers I've read. Mm. <laughs> whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Hang on! Wait! Wait! Yeah, wait! That's Carl, super
4: weird.
2: You're a reader, anyway. Uh, you got a yeah. reader. Anybody? Anybody? Do you know? Do you know? During the Cultural Revolution in China, you could be killed just for wearing glasses. That guy looks yeah, smart. He must be reading. Monks' robes. Any but... anything that suggested you did anything more than farm the dirt manually, you got killed. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, the, the calling it'd be it'd be it.
2: The, uh, the cultural revolution. Welcome back, Cortec. We've missed you. <laughs> missed you guys
0: as
2: well.
0: Yeah, the the cultural revolutions. Like, well, I I don't I think you know, it wasn't really a revolution for culture. It was revolution against culture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, you know, thousands of years of emperors. Now, obviously, there was corruption and it needed to change, and like. Um, the movie *The Last Emperor* kind of point, you know, is a good story, and it shows. Don't know if it's hundred percent true, but it shows how the last emperor is like, oh, that went well. Uh, but the whole yeah. thing of just like, you know, the the color and the history, it's so like because Bruce, you've lived in Taiwan and yep. you've met Chinese people, it's so yep. weird where, um, you know, the political class is like everyone wear grey. Yeah, this is called the Clinton. Everyone wear the same pantsuit, and then you have oh, but if you look at our history. The colours, children. The colours. They talk to me. It's so completely the opposite. And uh, real Chinese um, people remember their history uh, because it's. I mean, when I had cable television in my bedroom 20 years ago on the Discovery Channel, uh, because not all shows went for an hour. They had to. They didn't really have ad breaks, but they had like two minute or five minute little uh, inserts, and it was like ancient Chinese inventions. And the Chinese basically invented everything 3,000 years ago. Yeah, there was a lot. Oh, so, oh gunpowder. Yeah, that's, that's the first item. There's another 4,653 items to go through.
4: You know, yeah, I love, I love those Discovery shows the first time they were on.
0: Yeah, but this that's- was just like – sorry, Bruce, give me a moment. Uh, This is just – these were just like mini clips. They would pick one thing and, and go like and, – and this. Um, If it was a whole documentary, it would have been more fascinating. Actually, it would have broken people's brains because of the amount of stuff. I mean, you can freak people out today by going, did you know 2,000 years ago, Romans had heated floors? And then – what? And their mind just is blown. And all it is is you put a fire – next to um a, a bit of pipe and the floor underneath is empty
4: that is it's, so amazing there's 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 heated kind of tiles over here because we never bother in australia and it is so comforting on the foot it's ridiculous you never bother yeah. in australia but it is well no well, it's a, uh, even if it's for like
0: a month and a half in melbourne where it is cold but in the uk it's special yeah. <laughs> i'll say it that way
4: is it true that all the four months of rain in Australia have put lettuce up to yeah five bucks of cabbage? I heard no, 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 KFC has no. started putting cabbage in there and everyone's complaining.
0: Yeah, uh, I saw an article today actually saying that. Um because there was the was it a cyclone, typhoon, hurricane, big, big stormy, stormy. Uh it hit the crops. And then I think two weeks later there was a a, a massive rain thing going on. And uh, according to the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, they're selling boxes at eighty dollars a box, and or you know, le- a head of lettuce is ten dollars Australian.
2: Whoa! Is it just and lettuce if this or keeps up, it? sorry,
4: Bruce.
2: If this keeps up, we won't even be buying food this time next year. We'll be going to auctions at Sotheby's to buy it. It
4: seems well, like the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's um it's just the the element of weather that is um hit now. Uh, if you like Top Gear, the the English car show, with the original hosts, Jeremy Clarkson, who's um uh, the cranky funny one, is that that the best way the of one describing that hit,
4: the one that hit the producer.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, the, the cranky funny one. Yeah. Uh, uh, he decided to, because he owns a farm in um, Oxfordshire, just outside of Oxford. When I, now, I'm speaking as an Australian. Just outside of Oxford could be a three-hour drive. Uh, it's not like, oh, you can see it from here. Anyway, uh, in 2019, 2020, he decided to actually become a farmer. And he there is a TV show called Clarkson's Farm, eight episodes. It's on Amazon Prime. And it follows him for twelve months, and it is fascinating to see. Like, if if you remember that far back of three years ago, uh, the UK it rained for eight weeks straight, and so that hit the farmers so much more. And then six months later, there was a drought as well. So apart from, if you like the style of Top Gear, the way that the show's made, it's very similar. It's obviously the same production crew. Uh, it shows the, the trials and tribulations of a uh, farmer and what they go uh, what they go through. And I'm, I want to, uh, I may make a T shirt, you know, hug a farmer because they're going to be um, very very uh, wanted a, very so, soon. They you know they
4: walk a fine line. Most of the time there's not yeah. enough rain. Now I'll, there's I'll, too much rain. So
2: they'll I'll they'll, give a spoiler. Find, go ahead, Bruce. They'll find a way to regulate. Uh, uh family farm produce they, it won't pass certification under the new FDA regulations they're gonna they're gonna screw over everything you'll be allowed the only thing here's my theory and I know this is um kind of self-aggrandizing because it's exactly what I'm doing but you, you got to do it all yourself you got to grow food for yourself you know maybe you'll be able to do cooperatives and stuff but I don't even know about that there was a guy a German guy north of Toronto called Schmidt and he ran a milk cooperative and sold raw milk and the government came in and said, hey, you can't do that. Milk's got to be pasteurized. He said, what are you talking about? People have been drinking unpasteurized milk for thousands of years. Yeah. And they said, well, that's the regulation. You can't do it anymore. And he came back with, well, I'm technically not selling it. I opened up a cooperative. And we're they're they're all basically partners in my business. And we're just sharing the equity of my farm. Uh, they came and it, they just did them dirty, man. They came in, they stole all his equipment, $250,000 mm-hmm. worth of automated milking machines that just totally raped the guy for selling unpasteurized milk. And it, it, those of you who are health inclined know full well the value of unpasteurized milk, right? It has all kinds of stuff we need.
0: Yeah, the, the trick is to drink it quickly. Like, its use by date is much less than what you get in oh, bottles.
2: Absolutely. And I've said this on air before, but I'll repeat it. M- milk is not white. OK, And th- 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 so many things have shocked me here. Like I was thinking about
3: that the other day and I was laughing, but I'm going to laugh again in, 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 <laughs> in mute.
2: Please. Yeah. So um, w- w- when I st- when I started eating eggs over here that were from my own chickens, the first thing I noticed are the yolks are tangerine orange, not that failed, di- th- that pale dying sun yellow that you get at the grocery stores in Canada, right? And of course Sounds you guys beautiful. know why that is, right? Don't really. It's because the natural cycle for a chicken is one egg every 24 hours. But when you screw with their circadian rhythm and put them under fluorescent lights, they produce two, chick- two eggs, but, but it half the, nutri- it. Half the yeah. nutrition, right? Wow. So it's not even food. And it's the same thing with milk. Milk is not white. It's kind of a very light yellow color, like a pastel.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it's, uh, I mean, how far back do you want to go? But uh, at least in the eighties where I, I would say that's the, the we lost the plastic war. Everything went plastic in the eighties. I know Bruce, you're you're all about a week and a half older than me where everything was glass and paper. And, you know, we, we, we did recycle like, um, Cortek, did you, when you were in Australia, did you have like, you know, you get soft drinks, which is soda. Uh, we call yeah. them soft drinks. Um, oh, was it Lees or what were they called? Like you would get a um a oh, crate. Oh yeah. Yeah, I a know crate. What you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you get a crate of um soft drink, and you drink them, and then you put them out um either on the front lawn or near your front gate of your property, and then a guy would come around and actually collect uh that stuff where you know the milkman and everything else like that. And um, ever since then everything's gone plastic. I mean someone has found a Yo play, which is it's not French for yoga. We were lied to through um, advertising. <laughs> um, actually Raz, what is the word y- yoga in French? <laughs> we don't have any, it's yoga. Oh it's just yoga. <laughs> okay. <so laughs> yeah. Yo even lied double be. the time then. Yeah, play is French for yoga. It's like you lying bastards. No, it's not. F- uh, funny story, <laughs> we we call it Yoplay as well yeah yeah well that's yeah it's it's like um you yeah, know photocopy or a xerox um, uh, Breville. It, it's it's interesting when like when you say oh google some information it doesn't mean go to google it just means it's it's a quicker way than saying search engine <laughs> but yeah, they, in, in, in 1975 uh, they had uh, well, no 76 uh, the Helsinki Olympics, and obviously go did a uh, promotion for it they actually found a tub. Uh, with the Olympic symbol on that from the Helsinki Olympics, um, I think last year or the year before. And so, I mean, the plastic that we have has got a half life of five thousand years.
4: We've definitely got a microplastic problem in terms of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything yeah. tastes so much better in glass. We're definitely not going that forward.
3: plastic. That plastic in, uh, in in Coke bottles and soft drinks as well is uh, partially the reason for the chemical imbalance we have in kids, men, women these days. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the plastic the plastic is actually bisphenol A, which is BPA. And yeah. BPA has a super estrogenic effect. So when you put xenoestrogen, which is foreign estrogen into people's body and, and pregnant women and all that, that's where you get all those soy boys and uh, you know, all all, all, all the chemical problems we have. In this day and age, if you look at say the average metropolitan uh Western women, so big city uh women uh, they have like 150 to 200 percent distortion. So it's one of the reasons why they're ultra bitchy, and they used to be actually much more, much much more normal back in the day. You know, much more. Uh, how can I say it? less bitchy, simply <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. they weren't they, they weren't exactly on uh, hype. They weren't hyperestrogenic, and in men it 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 shaved half uh, our sperm, which yes. is another problem coming. Yeah I actually
0: watched um Friday Night Tights. Uh it was their 200th episode and Alex Jones uh was oh, yeah, actually I watched on that it. Too. So yeah, I, I only watched I only watched Alex I can't be bothered with everything else. Uh <laughs> but uh one thing he did point out he said that uh Hillary will be running for on 24 uh, 2024 and I'm like oh that's going to be wonderful because no one likes her. <laughs> so, Hillary uh, won't but, get in. Yeah, but the, he mentioned as well where um, like the sperm count has dropped down 96% or something weird like that, and uh, everyone's being, you know, the they're attack, you know toxic masculinity, and it's like, well, masculinity isn't toxic. The lack of masculinity is the problem
3: anyone uh, because who says there's no masculinity father figure. In, anyone who says masculinity is toxic, you should ask them the question, what is masculinity? Don't worry, no one can answer that. What's a woman? Uh, uh, uh See?
4: Didn't it come out that Hillary lied um, about in you know the trial of
2: her campaign lawyer Michael Sussman? Well, we generally introduce her as Hillary the Witch Queen, Witch Queen Clinton. So I mean, stay on track, your cortex.
4: All right, I missed a couple of weeks. Tell me if I've uh, just just running over the same old ground.
2: The witch, the witch queen, and and Barack Obama is Barry the Carmel catamite Soretto. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, and that was only from last hour, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was only from last hour, yeah. But due to time differences, uh <laughs> Cortex is like, I'm here, I'll bring you after the break. Ah, crap. <laughs>
4: I've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't
0: but it was good, uh, we had Sean David Morton on,
2: so... Yeah, he's gonna got a
4: lot of time
2: for him. Monty and Raz, here's a quick question, because you guys are both familiar with Andrew's work. Who does Who does the negative soul contracts? Is it the same entity, like... You know, I once heard, I think it was Dolores Cannon, say the tougher incarnation was to be the, nat- the Nazi guard at the camp than it was to be the victim. And it was all, you know, prearranged before the incarnation of that generation. So, you know, I wonder, like, where do these where do these super dark figures come from? Uh, Trudeau's one, by the way. He's a super dark figure. There, there are credible sources. finds super dark figure.
3: Who, who, who are
2: you talking about? Do you know who? Do you know? Do you know who do you know who Robert Picton the pig farmer was in BC? No. British Columbia. He's the most prolific no. serial killer in North American history. He beat every record any American serial killer had. They don't even know how many people he killed, but he lived about 2 hours north of Toronto on a pig farm and he used to go and he used to get prostitutes and he would whatever he did and he would kill them and grind them up and sell the meat. And he had a um he had a license to have big parties. Like you like you have to get a license from the government to serve alcohol and everything. And apparently it was unbelievable who would show up for these parties. They were they were policed by the Hell's Angels. And I've heard from credible podcasters two or three times now in the last 10 years that Justin Trudeau attended a few of those rape, murder and cannibalism parties. And it all fits, too, because he was in British Columbia. He was just north of Vancouver teaching at a private boys school. This is what I mean by a super dark incarnation. All, you know right,
3: I mean? all right. All right. All right. All right. Let, let me try to explain this. When it comes to Hitler, Hitler was a shard of a massive multi-dimensional dark entity uh, and an entity so massive, so powerful, it will take millions of incarnate to actually house all his soul shards. And that soul shard known as uh, Adolf Hitler contracted 22 million people for the war. So all the 32 million people on on, on the right side who sort of voted for him, who participated in the war and everything, everyone, you know, it it was already contracted. That side was contracted. Now, second, it's it's contracted pre-birth, pre-conception. It's uh, contracted in the astral realm. Now, when it comes to conception and post-conception until birth, so the nine month, this is the part where you go through the uh, womb uh, blueprint, infinite blueprint contract, where you look at uh, your next 20 years and you calculate, okay, at the, at the age of six, I'm gonna do this. At the age of uh, 10, I'm gonna do that. At the age of 20, I'm gonna meet this girl and I'm gonna you know have a relationship. At the age of 30, I'm gonna get married. So that part of the contract, which is the womb part of the contract, this is the part where the karma hits so what happens is uh as, uh as as for the prison guard for uh for instance he was already contracted to assume that role but in the womb he contracted specific individuals he would guard over now your question was it was harder to be uh a prison guard rather than the prisoner right mm-hmm. so that, that 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 again de- depends on karma as for the big souls, the Justin Trudeau, the Hitler, and everything, those are the dark guys. They are the big guys. They are the bad guys. Now, of all the bad guys, I think uh, of, of twelve of the bad guys. I think to, uh, ten. Wait, fifteen of the bad guys. Twelve has been kicked. Three is left, and those three bad guys.
2: Oh, well, hold on a sec. You're you, you're you're talking about the celestial beings from the Galactic Historian, right? You're talking about the fifteen.
3: Yeah, uh Hitler was one of the shots of the fifteen.
2: Yeah, that actually you know, makes sense. But I remember, I remember Andrew saying it takes about twenty-five or thirty thousand bodies to incarnate one of them. You said yeah, you yeah, just well, said it, you just said millions. Uh, do you know yeah, something? Yeah, million,
3: that... million. Andrew didn't exactly picture the whole story there. uh It takes million to thousand. It depends. Wow. It depends. That's unbelievable. Because the average. Christ, Krishna type being will take eighty thousand. Oh, sir. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, you see, you know how people say I'm, I'm, I'm the reincarnation of Christ. Well, there's not yeah. going to be one of them. There's going to be like eighty thousand of them. <laughs> All of them saying I'm the reincarnation of Christ. You get what I'm saying? It's not going to be yeah. one guy. It's, it's going to be a lot of guy, because the Christ guy never really comes in here. He sends a portion of himself here. So if he wants to come here as a whole, he can be in many, many bodies at the same time. Now, these dark individuals doing dark things, that's entirely up to them. Because you have to understand one thing about these guys. This story starts long ago. Uh, Last time we had a conversation and I told you about this. This story starts with free will. And these guys do not like uh, the concept of law of one and love and everything. It's it's not that they hate love. They're okay with it. They just see free will from a perspective where I get to incarnate and do whatever the hell I want. What are you going to do? You're going to stop me? You can't stop me. I own the place. That's how these guys see that. Free will is very important. Once we're done here, you will see free will will be on the menu for all the philosophers. Because free will as a concept has still not been fully fleshed out. And that's one of the things going on. So when you look at all the, you know,
2: the but I, uh, my, I Michael
3: Aquino I, of the world. Go I want to disagree ahead.
2: with you. I want to disagree with you, but I lack the will. So maybe you're right.
3: What do you <laughs> mean? What? <laughs> all right, all right. I said so, so. It's
2: just like that, that that was, that was like a, a a triple skipping stone pun. I, I know yeah, you can't yeah. keep up, man. You are, fr- you are afraid to do right. You are free to do that, uh, Mr. McDonald, yeah, of course. Uh, this the is pun, not a court of law. <laughs> the pun is the lowest form of humor, but if you concatenate two or three together into one super pun, it's acceptable.
3: Yeah, I'm still not on that level yet, I guess.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay, I,
0: I, I'd like to point out. I said, prob-
2: yeah. I said, I think I want to disagree with you, but I lack the will, so maybe you're mm. right. <laughs> you get it now?
0: Yeah, but people, you know, I thought sarcasm was the lowest form. Anyway, puns or sarcasm, whoever said that—not you personally—whoever came up with that obviously didn't get sarcasm and puns, because yeah. sa- puns are fantastic. Now, I'm, maybe I'm I'm aging out into you know dad jokes rule. I don't care if anyone groans and hates them. It's like it's funny. I think that's the problem when you you deal with comedy so much, you get you you get so intelligent, become stupid, and you find the most stupidest things funny. <laughs> and everyone's like, "You're an oh. idiot,
4: but but no like ah, oh, not stupid okay. things, simple things well, but there's, there's beauty in simple things too.
0: well, I actually said this to my mum uh you know uh, the, the difference between a teacher and a student. a student loves the complexity of something and a teacher loves the simplicity of it. and as I get older, I love the simplicity of things like, you, oh, just do this, but we could do this and this and this like no, this, move on. I don't have time to deal with all that crap. Bells and whistles. and.
2: That yeah. was uh, actually, all puns aside, that was actually an absolutely fascinating uh, dissertation, uh, Raz. Seriously, man. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yes, thank you for well, um, uh, performing for the panel. Uh, we'll go back to you and we'll see if you've actually uh, got your scholarship. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You see, the other time uh, uh, Bruce called me and asked me about the uh, spiritual genetics, I'm like, oh, God, I need to get my notebooks out. <laughs> well, there is a
0: book called The Galactic Historian. Uh, that's a good starting point. I've got to read. I have to... I See, I haven't actually read the proper book. I've read... Was it the second draft you sent me? So I don't think I read the third draft or the final draft. So uh,
2: mind you, after reading it, the book, uh Honestly, Monty, and I'm not saying this... To, you know to sell a book it it changed dramatically like so, the final draft some kind of magic entered and it just became very unified and lyrical and poetic and oh, okay. and much yeah. better than any previous draft
0: well i do have a copy in the room with me right now <laughs> It's like is the is the book in the room with you yes yes it is uh so i, I will read that and uh it cuz the draft that i read uh it flowed and but it was just like um I'll think I'll have a glass of water and you turn on the tap and the iceberg that hit the Titanic had melted and come through the tap all at once. <laughs> it's like, <thump. laughs> like that's a lot of water. Uh, so I'm sure you, you, it's a type of book you have to read six or seven times just to absorb everything in it. Uh, mainly yeah. because um, instead of like, you know, and here's a chapter that makes a point. No, it's like, here's three pages that make a point yeah. and there's a whole chapter of three pages.
2: Yeah, in the in in the end, nobody is going to understand everything in this book. I mean, I wrote the thing with Andrew, and I don't fully understand it. But like so much of what we call spiritual lit, <laughs> these cats are going to get it pretty soon. Man, like I'm losing my patience. <laughs> he, he, you see, you see touched- my boom mic moving. Yeah, it's yeah, the cat. It's yeah. The, he, the,
0: the cat boy. touched his boom mic. Someone's going to die.
2: Yeah. So uh, look, it, the book should not be in, approached. Uh, on an informational basis although the information is mind-boggling it should be approached on an inspirational basis right so hopefully that's what the book achieves it 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 motivates people to do deeper work and more consistently and uh, that's something i'm very proud to be a part of because quite literally with what we all know on now everybody on this call there's no hope for the world unless the next revolution is a spiritual revolution
0: And, and an obscure reference, if you've watched the movie in Australia, it's called Flying High, but I think the rest of the planet it's called Aeroplane. Uh, the waitress, uh, no, sorry, the air stewardess or the attendant, you, you know, the, the ladies that are on there, I don't know what they're called nowadays because of PC crap. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the hostess. With the mostess uh, is um, going around, would you like something to read? Or something light. How about <laughs> um, famous Jewish sports stars and hands over a pamphlet? That's not the Galactic Historian. <laughs> it's not. It's not a pamphlet. It's not like, oh, I'll just read a couple of pages while I'm on the toilet. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, you, you could, you should. You know, a nice sunny day, find a lovely tree without birds in it, and um, just drift away.
4: You can still. Yeah. I mean, there there are there is writing that, you know, I think this is a kind of linguistic construct and there is writing that when you read it, it makes you feel something. And, mm, yes. and, and, and you know, a lot of the time it, it is when simple when stuff's just super simple and, and written well and it and a lot of the time when it does rhyme or it is in kind of in poetry it is it is magic and it makes you feel something it's, and there is yeah. a, there, it, it, you know not you know a lot of writing doesn't do that it, well yeah and you lot notice of...
0: where um uh novels that get huge where they break out of the the readership where i, I read books you know that 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 group. There's I don't read books, and I read Harry Potter because it got so popular, and it's a type of book. I don't know if it's a combination of the story, the way that the the sentences constructed, even down to the font on the page. But your eye just starts on the first uh first letter of the first sentence, and it just slides all the way. <laughs> it, you don't you're not reading. It's like you're going down a very small uh, like a a, a slide. Like a water slide, and it just flows and flows and flows and flows. Did you know that Gone with the Wind uh, was actually a novel? And I think it was, uh, the the movie only took what two, three years. The movie, uh, the book came out. Now, obviously, it's you know the late twenties, early thirties. So book that's you know books are huge. Uh, but it was so popular with the books that they made the movie. I really should read the book to see how it transitions um a better way modern day version of it is the outlander series the first one of those came out i think 1990 uh or 95 there's uh eight now and it's been turned into a tv show and the tv show because of just restrictions and uh characters and it's not 100 percent, but it gets the gist of it. You could even say that with Lord of the Rings, the Peter Jackson trilogy. It's based on Lord of the Rings. It's not actually uh, 100% Lord yeah. of the Rings. But however, like, I don't th- – now, I could be wrong, but I don't think the, the Tolkien estate had n- realistically nothing wrong with anything in the Peter Jackson films.
2: Yeah, I don't yeah, think they was. had any problem. Yeah, I think that they were very pleased with what he did. I mean, the dude adored the books, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's Everyone a bigger did. fan but Yeah, I don't think – yeah. I don't think I don't think there's a bigger fan base in the world than Tolkien's. I mean, I'm not a huge fantasy guy, but that guy's a master storyteller, man. I did read Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And then when I was working in Michigan and I was um, this is about 2001 and I was driving back home every weekend to Toronto. I had about a six hour drive. I listened to the entire trilogy read aloud by an ensemble of actors from the royal shakespeare company i had to pull my mini van open over at times and just cry a little bit it was so moving it was yeah. just unbelievable right
0: well yeah something um, cool about
2: that old radio show style
0: oh yes yeah well i mean that's what audiobooks are sort of tapping into like um this is tapped into uh, i know it's at the end of Stardust ranch because I, I read it out loud uh but the is it the disembodied voice? Is that how you say it, Bruce? The yeah, like yeah, yeah. It um, you went from paper reading books and paper like the paper, newspapers, then radio, and then uh, silent movies were and radio were very close. They're less than twenty years apart, I, I believe. Yeah, and then they finally figured out how to add sound, and so, you know they become talkies, which I think the first one was in twenty nine.
2: Yeah. So there, there are three principal things that set up the industrial revolution. Number one is illumination at night, and nobody really stops and thinks about the effect that had on the human circadian rhythm. Okay, I mean be, before the illumination of cities at night, there was no 24-hour economy. I mean there were there were taverns and stuff that stayed open by candlelight and lamplight and stuff like that, but illumination and electrification of cities changed everything. So the first thing is illumination. The second thing is the dislocated voice, and it begins with the radio. Okay, so everybody's sitting around this big wooden box over their fireplace on Saturday nights to listen to some national radio broadcast, and it created a sense of community. And the third thing is rapid transport, the invention of the automobile. And that took away horses and bicycles, and I mean, trains were around, but cars were much more autonomous, right? You could go wherever you want, as long as they had a, had a road. And everything we've done throughout the Industrial Revolution has just really been a permutation of one of those three things. So the dislocated voice is how we're having this show tonight and how we're talking to each other. We just do it a little bit differently now, and there's no long distance charges. And you guys can see my very very handsome face on the camera here, but it's the same. It's the same general principle: the the projected dislocated voice. You know, yeah. hey, I'm hearing voices. Turn off the radio, you idiot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, and um, the radio was so popular, like the whole family would gra- crowd around, um, and it got to the point where uh, I think TV started up, but. Uh, I was about to say, do you remember? Are you aware of? Because I don't think anyone was a uh, – you guys were alive in 38. Unless you've got I some – I remember
4: seeing black and white pictures of people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, 1938 is real. We don't need to <laughs> – <laughs> okay. That exists, all right. However, uh, Orson Welles from New York, I think it was on CBS, um, I think in October 38, 1938, he did the version of War of the Worlds. And there was a disclaimer at the start, real, middle okay. – yeah, and yeah, people thought that they were actually being invaded by Martians at the time, and that was the power of the radio as well as the uh, people's imaginations. And uh, if you want to go, not I'm talking to the listener, not um, the panel. Uh, if you want to deep dive into psychology of how propaganda works and um, manipulating the the public, there is a movie when uh, what is it called? And I, I think I, I've got I I, um, I borrowed it from a certain website um hang on no that's not it uh yeah it there is a movie made about it and let me Ah, oh, no and i'm movies there we go well well the night that the uh, night that the night that panicked america and that's actually about the it shows how they actually did it like um the sound effects for 1938 where uh like the the lid of the cylinder that lands in horse common um and it's you know it's supposed to be this massive thing and it's all made out of stone and realistically it's a guy called bob in the toilets uh with a microphone and he's opening a uh, an empty jar in the in the toilet bowl to get that sound in the reverb
4: i love seeing old school people do foley work like that I was just going to say, um, talking about illumination, there's a guy who has used, I guess, the same technology that the US uses in, um, in to power their warships to make uh, a little light for communities that don't have um, illumination. So he's made like a salt, a saltwater Miguel Magica or something like that. Um, he's made like a little portable salt water power light that, that that generates light out of salt water for 45 days, which is pretty
0: Ooh. cool. Well, yeah, because uh, I'm amazed that idea has lasted because you're getting energy from salt water. Now, if you apply that so, to an automobile,
2: I, I, I got to ask. I got to ask one more time, and I and and I I don't mean to pick on poor Cortec. That's all right, I expect it. What is with all the articles in the roundtable? Do you expect us to stop talking for five minutes and let radio silence come See, about Bruce, while what, we read the article, need, or or is, is it homework story. for when the show is done? Uh, I, don't, do I don't get it. it and this last one, you're actually talking. You've got the mic, and at the same time, you're posting something. My 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 interject
0: as well. Yeah, my I interject for the listener uh what well, cortec is like the jamie of the group for you know i'm not joe rogan but it, it, you know joe rogan has jamie and so when we talk about certain things he finds articles and puts it into the chat where i would i i, I got the impression it was um for something to check out after the show because
2: uh, not now yeah, but okay, got, i just wanted to clear just, that up yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Think,
4: I think you just need a second screen <laughs> yeah you have
0: you know you get two what are you a nerd Come on, uh, i used don't...
2: to i used to have two but I, i'm not on my laptop anymore here at my main desk because only my lenovo what do you call it think center was able to accommodate this magnificent boom mic
0: yeah i, I have, i've got an extra screen that was working fine and then one day it wasn't and um uh, i uh all the apple people oh it's probably hardware like right? yeah okay so what the 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 plug that it's in just decided to go no it doesn't work now and like
2: i i listened to about the last i don't know how many minutes of um the round table before this one and and i just want to give a shout out to why not for standing his ground against those christian dogmatist bullies man because it's you know it's it, it, honestly it's one of the things that crosses my mind just before I do your show every Tuesday night, Monty. It's just oh God, it's Revolution Radio again. Hail Jesus, Emperor King, Palpatine Jesus. Just drives me crazy, man. And I I just think people are getting sick of it, man. It's just sick of it, you know. And and what is so I don't know why I always end up back on this on this topic when I'm on your show, Monty. But it just amuses me. <laughs> what what i find <laughs> what i find what i find so offensive about the salvation doctrine which is the aspect of the religion that i find really repugnant the gospels themselves sit beside anything i've ever read anything i've ever meditated upon and anything i've ever let into my heart they're absolutely beautiful okay maybe the best spiritual discourses the human being the human race has ever been given matthew mark luke and john it's the salvation doctrine Okay so and this is part of the trick and I want to I I want to help people who are pushing back on this at Rev Radio okay This is why we find it offensive, because when you buy into salvation doctrine, you stop all other spiritual work and all other spiritual inquiry. You don't learn to meditate. You don't learn about the multiverse. You don't learn any of the stuff you need to learn to grow your consciousness. This religion and everything in the Abrahamic canon was created to stifle your spiritual growth, not aid it. And
0: you can and you can find yep, um something similar like, you know, the aliens will save us uh no <laughs> it's the same savior complex yeah. type thing it's like no the like the true aliens the 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 one the aliens that probably come down and want to save you have an agenda and they're going to use you the the ones that actually want us to be saved we have to save ourselves remember um I haven't spoken to him in a long time he hasn't been on the show for a while uh um Viking. He he doesn't say you know the aliens are going to save us. He's never said that at all, from my memory. He does say that they're rooting for us and you know we're rock stars and they're watching and they're waiting and you know hoping and you know they're you know, they're hanging around we, to see when we actually go. Wait a minute and, and and become our full potential.
2: So you see there there's a lot of truth in things, but again there's there's one one of the best lines in the Galactic Historian book is that you, you You can't get the whole truth about something if unless you get both the context right and the details right. If mm-hmm. you get one of those, if you get one of those two things wrong, especially in spiritual matters, you're, you're not going to come up with the right perspective, the right answer, the right consciousness. Okay. And, and so, what happened with these religions is they create a context that is so stifling. Now, let's let's look at some of the stuff that has begin begun to grow in the Christian world, like mushrooms on a dead tree stump. Actually, mushrooms isn't a good analogy because they're actually good for you, but like some kind of bacteria in the woods. And the principal one that comes to mind is flat earth. Now, there, there's aspects of this that contextually are right. So the theory is that we're in some kind of dome and we're cut off from the universe. The the fact that it's flat is a separate issue. I don't want to talk about it. But that part, Monty and Raz and Cortec, we all know to be true. This is a quarantined planet. Okay. Mm. now what what's going to happen as this psychic net around the planet? Michael Sarion was talking about this 15 years ago. And this this net is starting to break now. And this is why people are having all these UFO experiences and everything, because these are natural parts of living in a solar system and living in a galaxy. You're supposed to have all of these experiences and communications when you reach the level of the sentient hominid on your planet, the bipedal standing erect hominid. Okay. And that's what we are on this planet, the human being. It hasn't always been the human being. We've had the giants. We've had other forms of life here. But right now, the dominant hominid is the human being. It's, it's our birthright to have connection with, with the galaxy, to be able to communicate with other races. And this, this is another thing that the Abrahamics have shut down. Not for themselves. Those, the, those dudes at the Sanhedrin know what I'm talking about, folks. The Jesuits know what I'm talking about. They just don't want you to know. Okay. Pentagon yeah, came out with getting, little, getting with, a little, getting a little passionate here on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were, came
4: out with UAP, UAP calling it U A P footage now, and no one really bothered to. You know, no one cares.
2: First congressional yeah, hearing yeah.
4: on U F O in fifty years, and it was all I about think, drones and I, foreign actors.
0: Yeah, I think you were on the show still because like you, know, you've had what two weeks off. Well, you traveled far, <laughs> so you know, like you, you've, you, you've definitely moved from one hemisphere to another. uh they They changed it from UFO to u UAP. UAP and they can get around the whole thing of we've been lying for seventy years and have you noticed that where like that was never addressed at, at these um, uh, meetings and congressional uh, investigations of like uh yeah these things are real and you know uh it's the third time they've mentioned it and the and the media still hasn't picked
4: it up yeah.
0: uh,
4: and uh we're supposed to just gloss over the fact that, you know, exactly. during yeah, they, the last two years that the media was completely lying to us and now we're still supposed to believe well, them? Well, and also by changing the the initials, they can get past
0: the whole thing of UFOs don't exist. Well, no, they're U of A, whatever the freaking thing is now. F- 70 years of lying and destroying lives and everything else like that where if you actually did have an um, encounter or uh, a meeting – even abduction, the mainstream version response would be, "Oh, you're insane," and they've locked it down like that. Yeah, yeah. They've or will ship like you that. off
4: to a mental clinic. Yeah. yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yes.
0: Called. Yeah. Yeah. Unidentified aerial. Isn't that a small country in the Middle East? No, that's Surely the UAE. Surely we should be
4: going. Yes. <laughs> We should be going for less syllables, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, I know that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, The gloss over the 70 years of um, destroying people's lives and everything else like that, and it's like you've been lying, as well as, as Bruce just said, it's a natural form of existence in this galaxy. Um, I'll use the example of Bashar, not the leader of Syria. Uh, What sent sent him down uh, his path to where he is now is, uh, I believe, was actually the entity that he channels, but he saw uh, a UFO. I think it was twice. Twice before, um, like he was allowed. He, um, you know, before he, he incarnated in his current life, there was a permission slip of to to get me to be start into going to channeling and channeling Bashar, Daryl Anker, was saw two or three UFOs in his lifetime at the start. And it's, that was, you know, so who knows where, um, like, some people, they have no connection to aliens because, you know, you'll find out later. Or you're out, uh, you may have an um, interaction or a contact because that was part of the, the soul contract plan before you actually uh, incarnated.
4: Yes, that's a phone, Bruce. Thank you. Is that These the iPhone account? 13? Is that the iPhone Mini? <laughs> These ones seem to fit the bill of what was uh, called the foo fighter back in the Second World War to me. These little round, kind of little round drone-looking things.
3: Tell me something, people. Do you guys, uh, all of you here, do you guys believe humanity is ready for this alien thing?
2: I think that I think that there's no choice anymore, Raz. I think that's an excellent question, and I think that there's going to be a separation of the souls on this planet. Some souls will be going to another 3D reality to continue the lessons there, and a certain portion will be going to another dimensional existence. Mm-hmm.
4: Well,
3: mm-hmm.
4: I don't think I don't think it's anyone anyone's job here to really judge who's ready for what, and that's where we've been for too long. It's all in people people it's thinking, all in your vibration. They can't handle it. Oh, they can't. Well, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Well, that's their what the job did but,
0: the yeah. but then you see, look, yeah. the popularity of any form of Star Wars, and I don't mean the Reagan era um, missile defense system. The actual, um, the the movies and the popularity that that, that tapped into the you know chart twelve year old child and everybody because like oh, Star Wars is for kids. It's like yeah. Then and yet you look at all the photos. Of them lining up in 1977, and 90% of them are adults.
4: So how is it made for kids? Yeah, and people had something they could take away with something, you know, some beautiful kind of words of a mentor that that could help them, you know, live a better life, and and, and seems like in a positive way. That's what people found so amazing about the first Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that's why the children of the of the people who watch the first ones watch these latest ones with no, no content, all that content stripped out, and go, I don't know what you guys, you know, are going <laughs> yeah. on about. This is yeah. just like, and
0: then there's nothing. an element, yeah, element of um soul connection of, like, oh, yeah, that seems familiar and so on and so forth. So uh, humanity as a whole, in, in blunt f- versions of the words, maybe. Um, as different sections of humanity, yes, there are people, like, um, there would be, but other people probably just freak out, like, how, you know, hardcore zealots in religion, because, you know, if um, Marvin the Martian turns up on uh, the White House lawn, uh, I remember doing a show with Andrew um, us about this. You know, the the ramifications, and he was going through like I think we got up to ten or fifteen points of this will change, this will change, and uh, Andrew said, oh, and then the religions uh would change because their whole uh, uh view of uh the world and, and the heavens and so on and so forth and then i added and the, the atheists would have a double whammy oh, because my god <laughs> look at the size of his head becky no wait
2: sorry I'm channeling. oh my god i just came across the most incredible news of quite some time
0: well hurry up we've got about a minute to go
2: <laughs> well on on June ninth, sa- ticket ticket sales begin for a Radiohead appearance in San Jose, Costa Rica.
0: Oh well, there you go. Well, that's a perfect Good time for to some. End. Yeah, if you like the old head of radio, uh, go see him. Hopefully they play their old stuff, but that's just me. Uh, we're coming in the end of Planet Collingwood. Uh, thank you for the crossover. Um, I've done three hours and my cat's yelling at me, so uh, thank you, Cortek, for finally coming home. Okay, I'm proud. Dad's proud. Uh, and uh, Raz, as always, as well as Bruce. So uh, we've had fun. And there's all, you know, the two hours will go up on YouTube. You've listen- being listening to Planet Collingwood here on Revolution Radio Studio A. We'll be back in six hours and 22 hours. I love you from afar, and we'll keep it that way. See you soon,
2: everyone. Ayo.